back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey, post-Super Bowl. I'm full of chili, Casey. How are you doing? Full of chili? Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm alright. Uh, disappointed by the game. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, but I'm... I'm slightly more disappointed by my food spread that I made. It was my fault. Let's be fair. It was my fault. Um, I'd say I batted a good 500 on on the food today. Uh, I made some, um, like a chicken wing type appetizer. Not great. Breading, terrible. Um, guacamole. Could use a little more flavoring. Could use a little more flavoring. Uh, sliders were great. Coleslaw was great. Um, Ooh, cool. five, 500. 500. Uh, I, and then I, you know, I baked fries, you know, in, in the oven. That's not, I'm not going to give myself credit either way on that. So 500. Um, we normally do chili, but we didn't do chili. I wanted to up it, right? So I went for the yeah. wings and my breading sucked. I'm so mad at it. But <laughs> so that, that was, um, I guess, some disappointment added to the disappointment that was was the game. But I'm glad that if your belly's full, you must have had some, at least some good chili. Yeah, I, I would say it was decent. I okay. Made a ton of it, so I will be eating it for the next week yeah. or so. You know, that's um, it's just planning ahead, Marlo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I was going to ask you how, how far you planned yours ahead of Mine was just, I woke up this morning, it's like, oh, yeah, it's Super Bowl. I should probably do something. Yeah, um, I did. Um, it was, I, I planned ahead yesterday because yesterday we were going to go to uh, the local, uh, I don't know, what, what market or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it was too cold. Right. So I just went to the grocery store that was closer. So, okay. um, yeah, so it was, it was like a day and a half, two days. Okay, yeah, so a little planning. A little planning. A little planning. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was decent. I, I guess I'm going to have to grow to like it, and I'll probably I'll report back next week that I'll probably be done with chili for a year. Yeah. Um, after going through it the next, this, <laughs> this next week here. But, but yeah, I mean, that was it, you know, for Super Bowl. It's, it's what happens when you have a party of one or a party of yeah. an immediate family. Um, <laughs> and so it is what it is. Yeah, none of the food went over with anybody else in the family. But <laughs> the guac was fine, but I mean it's guac, so it can't be terrible, right? It just was yeah. not not great. Not great. Not great. So, yep, yeah, I've definitely leftovers. <laughs> we'll see if they get eaten, but they are in the fridge. <laughs> they, are, <laughs> they are in the fridge. That was disappointing. Um, but I think more disappointing was the game itself, Marlo. Uh, Tampa Bay defeats the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't even know what the final score was. 31-9, is that what it ended up? 31-9, Th- That's yeah. when I turned it off. Um, well, I, I didn't turn it off, but I stopped really paying attention. I just was on Twitter then, angrily strolling through Twitter. Um, so I guess my, my take, worst Super Bowl, least interesting, entertaining Super Bowl since? What? When? What do you have, Marlo? I, I don't... Um, well, I mean... Or I guess maybe is that a fair way? That's how I'm. F- yeah, that's, that's how I'm viewing the Super Bowl. That's is that a fair way to view it or no? Um, I could see how some would do it, especially Kansas City fans. Um, I could see how you do it, especially since you want to see Tom Brady get beaten at yeah. least, at the very least. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I found myself. I guess for I think we talked about it last week. I felt I found myself like, okay, well, it's still got Mahomes. Like, there's still a chance here. And yeah. I guess that kept me in engaged enough where it didn't feel that way. And I didn't realize, like, I turned, you know, like, midway through the fourth quarter. Like, I was like, ah, oh, I can't believe Kansas City's not even going to score a touchdown. Yeah. And um, so I could see where that came from. I think for me, I just, I, I, for some reason, I had this in my mind that they would snap out of it and at least make it somewhat of a, of a threat 
towards the end, but obviously that never happened. So I was engaged from that from that standpoint. So I think I was more entertained. Maybe it was it was a it was a uh, placebo effect. Yeah. Type of thing. Well, but. yeah. Well, I guess if it didn't, if it didn't come true, yeah. no. Uh, uh, I, I was totally there with you. Just being, I, I was there, being like, you know, still time left, still time left, and all of a sudden it was like halfway through the fourth quarter. I'm like, oh, there's, there's not time left. This isn't, this isn't going to turn around like so many Kansas City games have. Yeah. Uh, I guess this season and and last season. Um, I guess to to answer my own question, I'm going to go back to the 2013-2014 Super Bowl, Seattle Seahawks 43, Denver. Eight. Um, that's where I guess the last time the Super Bowl was this, I guess, generally uninteresting outside of the whole Ken Mahomes yeah. fine lightning in a bottle. Um, we'll talk about him more in a little bit, but uh, it, it was just so disappointing for what I kind of built up this game to be in my head. And yeah. granted, this was all my doing. I was on Kansas City. I, I wanted them to win. I wanted them to win for spiteful reasons as much as anything, but just I thought that their offense was so good and I thought this was just going to be a shootout and I had this expectation of how this game was going to go and then it went like this yeah. <laughs> with Tampa Bay just controlling the game and Kansas City stuck in neutral all game or reverse, reverse. <laughs> as yeah. far as Patrick Mahomes was most of the game yeah exactly I think uh, I was right there with <clears> you <throat> I figure it was going to be a shootout and then when you know getting uh, as they Tampa Bay went in and with the lead at half, so I was like, okay, now it's really going to be a shootout because they have to. Um, and obviously, I like just like you, and I think a lot of people did, just built it up. Obviously, you have two good quarterbacks in Pat Mahomes, the most exciting quarterback in the league right now. And it just, yeah, which did, we built up a hype that was never going to be lived up to, first of all. And that's on us. That's on us. But um, it could have been lived up to. But it could have been, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's, I mean, I feel like that's what Super Bowl does, right? I feel like every once in a while we get a good one, but we've built, we've always built, we always build up the Super Bowl to always be like, we always want it to be a classic. Yeah. And most football games aren't. Yeah, I'm just kind of, I, I was looking through kind of the, the recent histories, and they've been relatively close slash entertaining uh, the last few years, I think, and like I said, going yeah. back to that 20, 2013 game. So we've had a good run of, of entertaining or close Super Bowls, and even before that, it's been it's been pretty good lately. But if you go back in history, there's been some some lopsided ones. Uh, but I think talking about Kansas City's offense being in in neutral or in often or occasionally in reverse, I think you have to as much. We'll talk about that right in a second, but I think you have to give credit to Tampa Bay's defense and what oh. they will do. The pressure they were. Uh, able to get him a homes. I saw this tweet was, I think, in the third quarter, um, so it might not be completely accurate, but Tom Brady was pressured on 9% of his dropbacks. Mahomes was pressured on 57% of his, uh, and that probably went up <laughs> since yeah. then. He just had no time, and that uh, the the defensive line and linebackers of Tampa Bay were in the backfield the whole game um, and really just didn't give Mahomes a chance to let anything develop, and the offense never... I don't know if they could have... I wanted to say they didn't adjust out of it, but I don't know what the adjustment is to we can't block anybody. Yeah, that's tough. So, if I guess not that I'm going to break the X's and O's down, but like it, I, I, I don't know what the answer was because they tried to do some quick outs, and that wasn't there because it, it was just everybody deep and running downhill for Tampa Bay, right? The safeties were deep, the linebackers were relatively deep, and it was just all downhill waiting for them to do something because they could get pressure up front. And Tampa Bay's defense just controlled the day and won the day. 
<laughs> yeah, that's it in a nutshell. I believe I might have called that last week. Not the not the brag. But uh um, Yeah. Yeah. But it was it it was impressive that you know, I think Kelsey was really when I mean, he was really the only their only playmaker that was doing something. Um yeah. say I mean they pr- pretty much for all intents and purposes shut down Tyreek Hill. Uh, you know, for the day. He he was not it was not it was not relevant yeah. in the game. Um, yeah, he ended up with seventy three yards, but I'd yeah. say fifty of that was in when the game was over. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, and making making Mahomes uncomfortable. Uh like, like you were saying, making him uncomfortable. He's he's used to running around and, and making things happen, but like you said, doing it on over a majority of the plays, that takes a lot out of you. Um, yeah. You just can't it's not sustainable. Yeah, and he kinda of does that on his terms, right? But in this game, it was weird because at the beginning he was kind of moving and, and, and running for first downs, right? And it seemed like yeah. that was kind of the way to go. But then uh, I think they just, again, they just dropped their linebackers a little bit more and, and played downhill, and he just didn't have those lanes anymore, and the pressure got there again. Uh, the the Tibbe de- defense was really good. Um, I don't think they were this good in the Green Bay game, but they were really good in this game. And it, I think you talked about last week, to your credit, like you said, um, Tampa Bay's defensive line kind of over Kansas City's offensive line in. We really saw with Eric Fisher out, uh, Tampa Bay's defense really being able to being able to dominate there. And just kind of thinking in the NFC Championship game in the uh, Super Bowl, they faced a team who had recently lost their starting left tackle, and that just I don't know annoyed me. That <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, their defense was really good, but they also were facing. Two teams that mi- were missing their most important offensive linemen, so that definitely that definitely matters. Um, so, Tim D- that's the first story of my game. Do you have a a different thing before I move on to my my second story that I think is all too predictable? Uh, <laughs> no, because I, I I don't, and I'm, I really want to get your want to get your take on this. Well, I hope that everybody listened to the prop bet last week where it was six point mm-hmm. five penalties in the game because holy crap did that go over and only on half, one right? only on one team. It was over in the first half, it was over on just one team, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh the refs were, in my opinion, mm-hmm. in a very bitter, slanted opinion, atrocious in this game. They Whoa. absolutely, absolutely ruined the game Whoa. and inserted themselves in instances where they didn't. And the most obvious example, the most uh, highlighted example, was the interception that Tom Brady threw. They called a horrendous holding call on uh, I I forget what down it was, whatever. Mike Evans ran it out. He turned around. He kind of got turned by the defender but he was turning anyway. The pass went somewhere else and it was intercepted and this kind of, from then on Tampa Bay won the game and if Tom Brady throws that interception the game is entirely different in a microcosm that play changed the course of the game. Um, I have another stat for you here, Marlo. Uh, the The previous record in the Super Bowl for first downs by penalty was four. Tampa Bay had six first downs by penalty in the first half. The call... It's so... It, this is just... It, it, to me, it's just so frustrating coming off of the NFC Championship game where... The Tampa Bay defense manhandled Packers offense. There was one defensive penalty, pass interference penalty called, defensive holding called, and it was against the Packers in the most important call in this entire game. 
the Chiefs were being called for the most minute of times or most incidental of contacts, and just Tampa Bay continually getting rewarded and rewarded by the referees. It was so frustrating to watch as a bitter Packer fan. Dang, yeah, I, I that's that's a take that's been uh, you know been going on. They were talking about it live on the broadcast. Uh, at it's not time. great when they're talking about it. Yeah, that's I know. <laughs> it, it isn't. They, that's they talked about it at halftime, too. Two of the halftime uh, Boomer talked about it, and was it Burleson? I forget Burleson, the other person yeah. you talked about. Burleson definitely talked But they're about talking it. about it. It's not great when you're talking about the officiating when it's so freaking one-sided. It's absurd. Yeah, I, it was pretty It was pretty one-sided. I, But I would say... Minus, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember exactly that call you were talking about, but some of the other passing and holding interference calls that they they highlighted it. I mean, those were those were flags. I just don't know. I can't say for a fact that Tampa Bay wasn't doing that, right? Because it wasn't. I wasn't. You know, we didn't have the the replays on that. The one, the one where Brady threw it through the end zone and Mike yeah. Evans ran into uh, Tyrone Matthew. That's yeah. not pass interference. The one where they're running down the sideline and they trip their legs over each other, they got pass interference there. That's not pass interference. <laughs> Those aren't pass interference calls all season. Go out there, Marlo. Everybody listen to this. Terry McCullough, he's a, he is the veteran NFL referee, explains breakdowns and rules behind the biggest plays on Sunday night football. Read his feed. It's all, this wasn't called this way all season, is called this way this game. Holding on Kansas City on the offense wasn't called this way all season. It's called this game. Pass interference on the defense wasn't called all season. It's called this way all game. It's the officiating in this game. If you if you watch the Packer game and you watch this game, it's an entirely different rule set. It's so frustrating, and it all goes in Tom Brady's favor. It all goes in Tom Brady's favor. It's so frustrating. All right, let's talk about Tom Brady. All right, I'm done with the refs. Let's move on. They won. Tom Brady and the refs won the game. Congratulations. (laughs) Uh, So I got. So now uh, we're in a situation. Tom Brady is the winningest athlete, the best athlete of all time. Whoa, we're going best athlete. That's what we have to. That's the world we live in. That's what we have to say. That's where we're going. That's where we're going with this. Dang, I don't know. That's tough. I mean. He's the yeah. I guess you could say winning winningest winningest. Uh, he's playing the most important position in sports. He has seven of them. Now five MVPs. I don't know. It's tough to say athlete. I'll give you the most winningest, right? Because without him at quarterback, they're not going to win most of those. They're not going to win um, those championships. So, and then also getting out of the shadow of, or he was doing it with Belichick, right? This is one is mm-hmm. standing on its own. So he has that. I'm not willing to go best athlete. I, I, I can't give it right now. Anytime to sleep on that, that's tough for me to swallow. I can't say it right now. I, I will go winningest. That's, that's fair. That's just facts. Yeah. Uh, it's just... Championships are hard to win, and he's won so many. And it, you, if you just go back and look at all the 50-50s, the breaks that went his way, it's amazing that they all went his way. Um, but they did, and here we are. And as somebody who was ready to pass the torch to Patrick Mahomes, and I'm, I still think, I, I still think at the end of the end of his career, we might, you know, in forty years or whatever, when <laughs> twenty years when Patrick Mahomes is in a plane or whatever it is, yeah, I mean he's going to be done in forty years, obviously. But uh, you know, maybe he ends up with more. But 
I was really kind of expecting, again, to my expectations, expecting this to be a passing the torch thing. Yeah. And um, we'll talk about Mahomes, I think, in a second. That's my next point I have here. I guess I skipped Mahomes and I went to Tom Brady. I, yeah. Not not an organized layout here, Marlon. We've got to be honest. Uh, <laughs> all right. And it sounds like it was your fault. It was my fault. I did the layout. Um, <laughs> I'm not blaming you for how I wrote it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I was expecting him passing the torch, and I guess Tom Brady just, just keeps winning. And I just – it's something weird about Tom Brady that I just – I sit here, and I I watch him win, and I go, yeah, but. <laughs> and it's just – you know, he wins uh, that <laughs> – I don't know why it is, but for whatever reason with Tom Brady, I watch him win and I go, yeah, but like this happened. And like I said, the 50 50s that went his way. And I, I just want to kind of make excuses to excuse away him winning as opposed to giving him credit for it. And I don't, I don't know why that is. I mean, it's a hater in me or something, but like, I, I just want, I don't know what I want, but whatever it is, he's not giving it to me. Does that make sense? Like I want him to be more prolific. I want him to be more like Aaron Rodgers or more like uh, Patrick Mahomes in the way in which he plays. But he's just effective and he wins games, and I should probably just accept that because it's happened for freaking 15 years now or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. 20 years or whatever. Yeah, he's been, he's, been doing a, he's been doing it for a while. And I, you know, I, I mean, I could, I could get that, especially being a fan of, you know, having yourself being a fan of a team that has, you know, one of, you know, one of the great quarterbacks of this time, right? One of the great yeah. quarterbacks of this time. And, you know, you're not you see day you see week in, week out greatness, but you're it's not adding up to what Tom right. has what Tom has done. Right, right, right. And, and um I can see that I can see that being a frustrating point. And you know, and I th- sometimes I think I I did I already went through this earlier in his career when I was I was kinda of the same way. I'm like, yeah, but he's like he's just not it's not spectacular, right? But there's something that he's doing that he's doing correctly, obviously. Right. Um, and it's showing the results. And you know what? It is what it is. Tom Brady. It's coming back for more, too. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. All right. I don't want to talk about Tom Brady anymore. He's good. Uh, yeah. He's good. He also got a lot of his... I mean, before you go on to Mahomes, but I, I, think, I think it was kind of... A, I mean, with Gronk, Gronk's having an amazing game with two touchdowns, and then yep. getting um, getting Antonio Brown a touchdown there, like like in uh, and then and also um, what's the running back Lafre- uh, Leonard Fournette? Leonard Fournette, like yeah. all those guys get the touchdown in the Super Bowl, all had their careers resurged in this season, you know, in this run with Tom Brady, which I thought was a I think is a pretty cool storyline. But that's yeah. Yeah, I'm too bitter to too bitter yeah, to consider. No, too bitter to, to consider it. right now. That's why I had to say it. We can talk that's about Mahomes now. That's a good point. I, it's, it's crazy that Leonard Fournette was a waiver pickup. Yeah, and made such impactful runs. Uh, I mean, Gronk wasn't going to go anywhere else but to play with Tom Brady. So you right. can say that's a pickup for them, but really, I mean, that's where that's where he was going to go. And I think for him to be retired for a year and then come back and make the the impact that he did um, was was something special and I don't know like I, I've always liked cheering for Gronk or I always I always cheer for Gronk I should say that like I despite the Belichick Tom Brady thing like Gronk has always been this kind of 
He's been separate from that in my mind and been yeah. fun and easy to cheer for. But for whatever reason, when he came back and it's Tom Brady and him again, it, it just in my sp- you know sports fandom mind didn't didn't sit well with me for whatever for whatever reason. <laughs> I, it, it's illogical, but that's that's how that's how it sat. Um, but yeah, you're right. It was uh, a lot of. I mean, Mike Evans and and Godwin put up numbers. Uh, Previously, right with uh, well, shoot, what's the win? Uh, Jameis Winston, yeah. but um, obviously a different a different level here. Uh, and you know, and sometimes Evans just kind of gets trips over a defender's legs, and it's a pass <laughs> interference, and all of a sudden you're in scoring position. But whatever, that's fine. That's you know just Tom Brady, Tom Brady effect right there. Um, all right, on to Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, a struggle of a day uh, for Patrick Mahomes, and I feel like the narrative. I don't know. I'm 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 anticipating the narrative. It's probably not the best thing, but it's going to be that Mahomes struggled. But I feel like he did amazing given the circumstances. Hmm. Okay. He, as we mentioned earlier, was under pressure at least fifty seven percent of the time. I think it was probably more by the end of the game. His ending stat line: twenty six for forty of forty nine. 270 yards, two touchdowns. I'm not going to count that last one. So really only one touchdown. Or one interception, excuse me. I think I said touchdown. Yeah, I meant I meant interception. So only going to count one interception. Um, which isn't fair. I'm just <laughs> making I'm making, I'm making up the rules. <laughs> making up the rules to fit my narrative here. But some of the throws he made, the throw he made where he's falling over, he's horizontal to the ground and throws I don't remember who the wide receiver was because he dropped it. Uh, and he hits the wide receiver in the face. I think it was uh, fourth down. Uh, just some of these throws where he's scrambling, he's running around to throw in the corner to Pringle when he was held, and that's holding on uh, Kansas City, but it's not on on Tampa Bay. But whatever, uh, in that corner of the end zone, some of these throws were amazing. And he was he was it was not his best game, but he showed why he is the most talented quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I see that, and his receivers didn't help him. There was a few where he, he made spectacular plays, and if they were caught, some of them, there's, uh, I can't remember, he threw one in the end zone when he was running around, and he, he was tiptoeing the sideline through it, and it felt like the receiver was just off his fingertips, but yeah. still catchable, in my opinion, um, which would have been you know another highlight reel kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I, he, under pressure, as we talked about all evening, was able to you know step up and make some and at least get these balls off into you know what were reasonable reasonable plays or, or give their give their, give his his playmakers a chance give him a chance you know reasonable chance to make a plays on the ball um, but you know at the you know at the end of the day like you said it wasn't his wasn't his best game I don't think to your point like it wasn't really decision making right. Yeah. He didn't make many bad decisions. It just wasn't he wasn't able to take advantage of the small amounts that he was able to get. Yeah, Kelsey dropped the ball. He sh- yeah. should have caught. Hill dropped the ball that he probably catches most times. It was a tough catch, but he's Tyreek Hill, right? He yeah. should catch that. Yep. Yeah. And again, the one where he's like whole, <laughs> parallel to the ground, flings it. That that one should have been caught. Just so so many missed opportunities, um, but again, just. His brilliance in this game was that he was able to create those opportunities from 
situations in which I don't think any other quarterback would have been able to even create a throw, let alone an opportunity. So I, I, I just feel like there's going to be a lot of Mahomes negativity coming forward, and I'm just letting everybody know I'm not selling any Mahomes stock <laughs> right right now. Yeah. Um, all right, anything else on the game itself, Marlo, before we move on to the um, extracurriculars? Um, you know, the actual game, no, I think we're good. There was a streaker. Did you bet on there being a streaker during the game? Although he was fully, he was partially clothed. Was he? I haven't. I, yeah, you went out. You, I haven't seen the. I didn't. I just didn't pop the button on Twitter. I'm not yeah, that I was looking for like a, to see if he was nude or anything, but I just haven't. I just happened to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me look really weird now. Damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was a streaker, so th- that happened. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other. Probably, Gary was blue. Was it? I, I know I saw it was a big controversy because the cameras turned away before it was dumped. Yeah, you, I, I, I confirmed I, blue. Went on, I went on Twitter and it was confirmed blue. Confirmed blue. Um, I don't think Tony Romo predicted plays. Uh, penalties went over, as we said. I'm trying to think of the other ones that we did. Those were those were most of them. So there we go on the prop bets. Yeah. Uh, commercials, Marlo. Lots yeah. of the big presenters, normal commercials mm-hmm. people. I don't remember who they were exactly, but uh, they weren't there. Anything jump out to you, uh, aside from realizing that we're now the demographic for who they're advertising to and trying to hit on our nostalgia? We are 100% the demographic. The Bud Light, the Bud, yeah, the Bud Light commercial with all the Super Bowl, or all their ads. For yeah, Bud the Bud Light Legends, yep. Legends was, yeah, point on. Uh, what was the other throwback one? I was like, there's people I know that don't get this because they're not my <laughs> age. What was that? Who was, there, was there, was a, there was a Jason Alexander one. It was, yeah. Where the Jason Alexander sweatshirt, and there was a It Wasn't Me Shaggy. That's it, Shaggy. Commercial. Yeah. With he did, uh, he did the whole thing. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, with uh, Milo Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Um, found out my wife's not a fan of Ashton Kutcher. Didn't oh. know that. Whoa. Didn't know that. Doesn't oh. like his uh, history. So... Ooh. Uh, learn learn that tonight. Um, yeah, it was it was very weird. I, none of them seemed overly funny. The one that I uh, shoot, what's the um, the mayonnaise one with the the female comedian? Uh, yeah, what's their name? Terrible, terrible commercial. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, this commercial doesn't make any sense. Oh, it's a mayonnaise commercial. Whoa! <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Um, and I am sad to admit that my favorite commercial was the State Farm commercial, the fill-in State Farm commercial. Ooh. It was hilarious. It had <laughs> Paul Rudd in there. It had Drake, and Drake's trying to see it. was just, that one, again, I'm target demographic. That one was me. That had all arrows pointing to me as, <laughs> as far as the tar- target demographic. Still progressive. Uh, yeah, um... Wayne's World, they were back. Yep, that's another one. Yep. Threw Cardi B in there to, to get all the demo, to get everybody. There we go. Yeah, so that was clever. I didn't see, other than that, I didn't, I, I all my commercial notes were nostalgia, 90s, 90s stuff. Yeah. Um, and nothing like really clever or funny. So <laughs> there we go. That was my, that was my commercial the, breakdown. Yeah, well, the, the Amazon, uh, Echo commercial with Michael B. Jordan. I know I had seen it before, but it's still funny. Yeah. The Alexa. That was yeah. good. But, uh, 
Uh, we weren't at the demo, but it was still funny. We weren't at the demo. Too old for that. <laughs> too old. Too old. Too old for that. Got to have like Denzel in that spot or something to, <laughs> to dial to dial me in or. Yeah. Uh, all right. So what, you give commercials uh, what a B plus? Ah, uh, I don't know. I guess I'd give it a B plus because I just have a, a like a re altered expectation. Or again, it's all ex- against expectation, right? Yeah. I, I'd say like five years ago, this would be like a C, mm-hmm. but. You know, now I don't. I don't expect too much. I'll give it. A, I'll get. I'll give it a B plus. That's fine. A B. I'll give it a B. I'll give it a B. They did fine. They did fine. What is up with the CEO of oat, the oat milk place just doing his like own song for thirty seconds? That was weird. Not a winner. Not a winner no. in my book. Not going to be <laughs> buying that. But um, yeah, there were some. There were. I should. I. I only jotted down the positive ones. I should have. Yeah. I should have kind of paid it to a little bit more attention to the yeah, to the three D the- Doritos are back. That's weird. Yeah, we didn't we didn't miss those, Marlon. We did not. No. Has anybody ever eaten a Dorito? You know, and they're like, you know what? This needs air. <laughs> this needs more air in it, and, and then, then it would got a. Then it be then it would be great. Oh, there was one really the GM commercial taking shots at Norway. With Will Ferrell. Oh, First yeah. of all, Will Ferrell, hilarious. <laughs> but also, like, we can't lose to Norway in this per capita thing. Like, yeah. what? That's such a weird, such a weird thing. It, like, was inherently relying on people not understanding what per capita meant. <laughs> it's like, we can't lose to Norway. And then it's like, oh, Norway's actually pretty wonderful. It's like, well, what is this commercial? It doesn't make any sense. But Will Ferrell's in it, so I'm going to buy one. <laughs> Definitely. That one put, was so put in weird. my pre-order right after, and it felt like a two-minute commercial it was forever. Yeah. Anyway, all right, that was commercial. That was commercial. <laughs> I just remember that one. I didn't write that one down. Actually, nah, I think it was my no. Did I? I can't read my commercials. My commercials. I can't read my my notes. All right, mm-hmm. uh, all right. On to halftime, Marlo. Halftime show. Yeah, I recognized two songs. Nice, good. For, that was good. exciting. Um. I th- so it started out the first song I didn't know I was like not a good start and then he went into like the back room hallways with the lights yeah and it was, it was incredibly it was incredibly disorienting <laughs> <laughs> and I was like I cannot watch this this is, this is terrible uh, and then there were a bunch of people in the light hallway <laughs> it was so bizarre and then yeah. and then they got out of there thank God because <laughs> I might have got sick after a while. Uh, you know, terrible breaded chicken and all that. Um, didn't help, but they got out of that, and then I felt like it was okay. They played two songs I knew. Nice. I liked the background, how yeah, it looked like a stage. city for a little bit. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. cool. That was cool. Um, and then I liked how they got on the field because normally they have fans there, and it's like you know, it's yeah. like a, they're trying to have it be like a concert. Yeah. But when he was down in the field and he's going up, you know, he came out whatever the tunnel or, or whatever was going up the field. That was really cool just to see him and the dancers kind of on the field. I know they've had dancers on the field, but the performance hasn't really been on the field. Yeah. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, I agree. He had like, I don't know how many he had. He had a ton because they, they were like all, it took up like the whole field and yeah. plus some. And, uh, but yeah, I, I agree with that because I remember being like, that's cool for the same reasons they usually have a stage. He was able to take advantage of his stage, the field, um, kind of had some choreography, like marching choreography, which was, uh, which was cool to see. I think, you know, he played all the bangers, he played all the hits, everything that I, th- I thought he was. Uh, 
and there were no no guest stars, which is always a positive because they just mess up the flow of everything. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I think he I think he performed well. I thought it was a good one, a, a good halftime show, um, especially for you know the weekend. And he's you know I'm I'm very biased. I'm a big weekend fan. Oh. He's highly talented. Um, he was obviously singing. He was doing his own singing, which is always a plus. And um, so I gave it. I give it an A. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I judge my halftime shows based on butt shaking and nipples. Yeah. And there were none of those in this, so uh, I don't know. Kind of tough. Kind of tough. Uh, I think. I think it was entertaining. I think it was. Uh, I'm gonna again not to be lame, but I would give it a B because I think it was a good show. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like for me. But I don't know what halftime show would be for me. That would be, you know, that would be a halftime show. <laughs> if that makes sense, like what yeah. band that I like would be a halftime show? I don't think there is one. So um, I think I think it worked over, overall. And if you if you erase the discombobulation I got with the the <laughs> light hallway, I think I think it'd be a little bit higher. I was that was so weird. And it then was. It was. Dizzying. He's like the camera's in his face and he's moving around. And I think it was it was creative to try and give a different experience without you know the fans and stuff. And I I appreciate them for going for it. I guess it just it just didn't work. Uh, but the other kind of sets, I guess the other the other songs and, and stuff kind of worked for me. So I'll I'll give it a B again just because I maybe again against expectations it went pretty well and I knew two songs. So there we go. Nice. That's a Super Bowl. That was it, Marlo. Football's done. God. That's it. The last game. Sucks. I guess it's baseball season now. I guess we can watch the NBA, huh? Yeah, it was a little bit. Hope to start talking about that. I guess. Um, yeah, we did it. We're here. They your did. bears are your bears are going to trade for uh, Wentz. Uh, it sounds like part two. Sounds. Do, are, like, you want, are we talking about that? Are we going to talk about that? We're gonna. I didn't put it in. We can. We're in the NFL section. I mean, Marlo, so we can. Like what the hell? Well, before we talk about it, let's talk about Trubisky because they opened the online voting for MVP of the Super Bowl, and I was trying to figure out how to get Trubisky voted for it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find a way, but I tried to. I tried to start an online petition, which means I tweeted it, and nobody saw it. But that's all the tweets. But um, yeah, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. I, I assume Tom Brady won. I don't know. Yeah, Tom Brady won. Okay, Tom he did Brady win. Yeah. I, I checked on my prop sheet that he won. I didn't even wait to see. I just assumed that he, <laughs> he had three touchdowns. So there yeah. you go. Uh, so Mitch Trubisky, uh, not Super Bowl MVP. No. Not a bear anymore? Is he officially not a bear? I don't think he's officially not a bear. And it's like contract holding out in like June or something. Yeah, yeah. Really okay. Take his time. So it sounds, have you, so I assume you've been tracking this. It sounds like the Bears are the leaders in the clubhouse. So I haven't been tracking this because everyone's been tracking Four it for me because I do not want this to happen. As the first time I heard it, I laughed. The second time I heard it, I just was like, whatever. And then now that I ever keep hearing it, I'm starting to cry a little bit. But the I'm just going to start tagging you and when I see this, just <laughs> with little tear emojis. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, no, it should. Because it doesn't make any sense at all um, to get... like. Did we? I don't know if we talked about this on air, off, but I said that Wentz is in like Trubisky land, where he is in his career right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it just <clears throat> wouldn't make sense to replace Trubisky with another Trubisky. It just, I mean, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. And I understand Bears need a quarterback, but you can't just. 
you're not fixing the problem. You're not fixing the problem. You're just putting in another quarterback that we can all get mad about in by week three. And so I did see this. We got the stats department on this. Nice. So since tw- 2018, 2018, Trubisky's numbers, 38 games, 65.3% completion, 6.7 yards per attempt, 89.8 passer rating. You want to okay. hear Wentz's numbers? Yeah, I'm ready. 39 games, 63.5%, 6.7 yards per, per, per attempt, and 89.5 passer rating. They're the same freaking quarterback. It's not even, it's like not even debatable. And it's not going to do anything. And I don't understand. I, I didn't even see who they, who they, who, what's the rumors going about they're going to throw at him for? It doesn't matter. Because I heard like Cohen is lumped in there. But, um, I don't know why are we taking on this. Like we're still gonna have Nick Foles. We basically take. I mean, are we guaranteed a Super Bowl with Nick Foles MVP of it if we get wins? If we do, if that's the face, I'll take it. But otherwise, I don't know. I just doesn't. I just it frustrates me every time I hear it. I'm I'm a hundred. I'm baffled by the stats you just threw at me because this wasn't even in the rundown, and you had these stats available. You had the stats part on it. I don't even know how to react. Um, I think the comp is. There, but I think there's you have. It feels like you have a little bit more upside with Wentz. The problem with Wentz is kind of the same problem I have with the Lions taking on Goff's contract, right? Because mm-hmm. you're kind of taking on this somewhat of a reclamation project, right? Yeah. Lions are taking on Goff and saying, "Hey, he can be that guy who got to the Super Bowl." And if you're taking on Wentz, if the Bears are taking on Wentz, you're saying, "Hey, he can get back to be that guy," but. You're taking on a huge price tag, you know, long-term commitment to do that. And if he doesn't do that, if Goff doesn't return or Wednesday doesn't come back and be that guy, then you're in that that purgatory for however many years. And then you're you're again in the Mitch Trubisky thing. But instead of for what is it, two years, where you get kind of have realized what Trubisky was and been like. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, you're in that for another three or four years, and that's a, that's a long time to be to be in that betting on him returning to uh, something that he kind of was. I the upside of wins is obviously greater than higher than the upside of Trubisky, but I, I man, don't know. I mean, I don't. I think it, it's. I think they're I mean, the same. Like we've see, like yeah, they've both no, no, had I a body I, of work. They both had a body of work and have shown that they're not like. Yeah, Wentz had a good almost whole season. But that was it. That was just that one time. And like, how long can you hold on to that? Same thing with your business. Like, he had like a couple games. It's like, how you, we know we can't hold on to that. We know like the water is, it's going to, it's going to flatten out at some point, And they are what they are. Yeah. And I think when I, I, I was it a week or two ago, when was the Stafford thing? When I joked about Stafford going to uh, the Bears and then yeah. paying their quarterback room so much money, I think you're yeah. gonna unless unless the Eagles take back Foles for some reason in his contract, like you're paying so much money to your quarterbacks at that point, it's just uh, I don't know. It feels like you're kind of hamstringing your team as far as that goes. Um, I, I guess. From a Packer fan point, I don't know if I want because a little bit of me is afraid that he goes back and he's like he's he's the good Wentz, but like to your stats and to your points, we have a body of work now that he might not ever be that guy again, or maybe never was, and we just got all excited. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. So 
I don't know. We'll see if this if this if they pull us off. Hopefully they don't and they forget the facts and paperwork or some bullshit. Um, <laughs> it just goes by the wayside. Yeah. So, all right. I didn't again. Uh, that kind of popped in my head as we had here. So let's talk a little Packers news, Marlon. I yeah. said about this. I guess it's good news for you as uh, is it was mixed feelings for me. Uh, Packers defensive coordinator search ends. They find their defensive coordinator, and it was about to be Jimmy Leonard, but he offered. stayed. He was right. offered. He yeah. interviewed. Was offered the job. He said, "Thank you, but no, thank you. I'm going to stay in Madison." And uh, it was a perfect opportunity you to use uh, the Parks and Rec gif. Uh, I'm so happy and so sad right now uh, because I was so happy that Jimmy Leonard stayed at Wisconsin, but also sad that he is not going to be the Packers uh, defensive coordinator. And from, I guess, okay, I'll, t- I'll talk about it from a, a Packer standpoint, and then I'll throw it to you to talk to Badger standpoint. Um, from Packer standpoint, it now seems like Jimmy Leonard is going to be, or can be if he wants to be, a defensive coordinator in the NFL at any point. It seems like his track record is enough. It seems like his interview is well enough. It seems like his reputation around the league is strong enough that at any point he can jump and be a defensive coordinator. So if he is going to do that, I would have rather it be at the Packers than anybody else. And based on who they ended up hiring, which we'll talk about in a second, God, I would have much had, rather had Jamie <laughs> Leonard as a, a, a Packer, as the Packers' defensive coordinator, uh, just to see what he would would be able to do. And then I can have you know that kind of Badger bloodline running through uh, to the Packers, and that would have been fun to cheer for. Um, but that said, he is staying. He opted to stay in there. It seems like there's a myriad of reasons. Has a good job now. Uh, f- young family in the Madison area. Uh, does doesn't want to give that up, uh, am- amongst other things. Um, but he stayed at Wisconsin Marlin as a Wisconsin fan. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Yeah, this feels really good. I I I was convinced after hearing how much his name has been thrown around in the league, and you're the one that convinced me that he wouldn't like. I think he, I didn't think he would take a like a second tier head coaching job in college as be head coach. Yeah, you had convinced me that he would take a job in the NFL, and then hearing everything, I, I just pretty much read like, okay, this was Jimmy's last season. Um, this is the year he, he makes that jump, well deserved, right? Uh, as he did. So when he came up on that job, I just figured he was gone. I was surprised that he had turned it down and coming back. So yes, I was, I was, uh, you know, ex- happy about that. Um, but you make a good point that you know it's kind of now where that's out there. He can go when he wants to. And go in the, the situation that he wants to go in, and I guess it's a testament to what they, you know, if it comes down to family, to family, but I, you know, I'm sure work has to come into it at some point, and you know, obviously, be coming from the Wisconsin, coming playing for Wisconsin, uh, coaching for Wisconsin, um, that probably plays a fact into it, and I'm assuming there was also some he's they <laughs> greased his wheels a little bit here to to get him to stay uh, here in Madison. Yeah, I've heard a lot of like he's promised to be the head coach and, and and that sort of thing, which which may be true and may and may not. Um, it's just as I'm going to do a little Packer hat here. Um, I'm just worried that he's kind of looking at it and going like, I want to make the jump, but this isn't the spot, and that makes me worried as a Packer fan for mm-hmm. him to be to be like, uh, this is the wrong spot to make the jump. Um, but I, th- I think he'll get other opportunities. Hopefully, he'll stay uh, at Wisconsin, and maybe there is that promise to be a head coach. I mean, that makes 
that makes sense. I mean, Wisconsin uh, with Paul Chris, obviously as as an alum, has kind of that. Uh, you know, we keep uh, our own here, and, and and that's who runs this program. That would be that'd be great, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and to come. But I think that's a lot of it's a lot of looking ahead, right? Yeah, because I don't think I mean it's not like Paul Chris is yeah, it's, like it's not like he has years. On his, yeah, you would you would think he has what. Uh, five ten years at least yeah. right yeah, unless something goes horribly wrong it's not like you're on the you're on the duke bench and you're looking at coach k and you're like jesus christ dude you're like <laughs> seven years old when are you gonna hang this up you know i can't wait here forever you know he's a little bit a little bit different than that so um yeah do you understand put i'm happy i'm sad mixed mixed case of emo- I'm a mixed case of emotions glass case whatever my emotions are mixed on it so it was a really weird on that front. And then they go out and they hire Joe Barry, um, who was the... I mean, no-brainer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know he was rumored. I uh, I forget the other guy who was who was rumored, but it, it seemed like it was a final three between Jimmy Leonard, Joe Barry, and I'm forgetting the other guy's name, and I don't I don't think I have it here in my Twitter that I have open. Um, so apologies to him if he's listening to the pod. Um <laughs> But uh, once Jimmy Leonard declined, they quickly snapped up Joe Barry. Uh, and as um, I, just, I don't know about this, Merle. I just I, I, I just know he was the linebackers coach at the on the Rams when um, Lafleur was on the Rams coaching staff under McVay. Um, he went on to be uh, a linebackers coach with the Chargers. He has two. DC stints in the NFL with the Lions and the uh, Washington football team. Both. And in those seasons, his team ranked in yards 32nd, 32nd, 28th, and 28th. Nice. Uh, excuse me, that was in yards, yep. And in scoring, 32nd, 32nd, 17th, and 19th. Woo! There you go. So those numbers <laughs> don't, do not encourage me. I should say. Um, in fact, they worry me very much. Uh, the article that I quoted those from did go on to say that he just didn't have the talent on those teams. Got it. Uh, which, to be fair, the, uh, what was it, the 07, 08 Lions were kind of, like, historically bad. <laughs> so that's that's kind of fair. Um, but not not the numbers you kind of see and go, this guy, he's an up-and-comer. I don't know. I don't know, Marlo. I'm going to have to see. He's an aggressive uh, coordinator. Uh, he, I don't know. As a Packer fan, I'd rather have Jimmy Leonard. But here I am trying to convince myself that Joe Barry is going to be not Mike Pettin 2.0. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough sell. But uh, here he is, and this is what you got. Joe, the, the reins are yours. Yeah. Try play too deep coverage when there's six seconds left in the half, please. Thank you. <laughs> please and thank you. That's all you got to do. <sighs> all right. That's enough Packer talk. Enough NFL talk. Let's move on to our favorites, Marlo. Yeah. Our combined favorite. The Wisconsin Badgers. Basketball. The no, week went how I expected. Week. How went how I expected. I thought this this is how I felt it was going to happen. Went over Penn State. Oh. A must win, right? This yep. was a had to win game. 
and we delivered. Controlled the game against Penn State, winning 72-56. Go to Illinois on the weekend on Saturday. Marla, can we stop having afternoon Saturday games? They're the worst. I guess. Or maybe just stop losing them. That'd be better. Because <laughs> got to schedule my whole day around them. And then it's just ruined. Then it's just ruined, and I'm upset from 3 or 4 o'clock on. It's not fair. It's not fair to the families in Wisconsin, Marlo. <laughs> or at least mine, who has Let's to deal out, with me. Put out a PSA. Yeah, Maybe not. I'll, not have Saturday afternoon basketball. Thank you. Or not lose them. <laughs> yeah, if not you're going them. to have them, how about we don't lose Please, I'll win one of them. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how much you want to talk about the Penn State game, Marlo. Uh, it was kind of how both games against Penn State should have been. Uh, we took care of business. We are the better team. Um, I... I, I I don't know. I I just kind of went in this game, and this was how I expected it to go, and it w- it was close at times, but we we ended up pulling away. Uh, I guess no, I should say I'm looking at my my notes here. Uh, Jonathan Davis game, yeah, seventeen points. That's right. Uh, six or seven shooting. He was four for four, five for five from three. Going into going into the stats, um, this did not work. What? I think he had five, because he had four going into the game total. Yeah. Uh, finally found his range. It didn't carry over to the only game, but it. looking at this game, it, it was, again, I've been on Jonathan Davis all, all season, just excited about what he can be. He's kind of shown lots of parts of his game. The one thing that had been missing is his outside shooting, and it came through in this game big time. And allowed us to pull away. So that I guess. Other than that, it was just kind of. Again, I don't. I don't mean to like gloss over this, but as I expected in this game. Yeah, yeah. So we could talk about Illinois. Um, All right, Let's that sucked. I know it sucked. We were never in the game. Uh, Kofi Coburn just annihilated us, and it was embarrassing. Well, it it wasn't, yeah, he annihilated it, and it was the same, like, you know, pick, pick and roll or have them have, I still, I just, it was so frustrating they couldn't figure out the switch, did not switch, or not get caught in the middle, and just let yep. them, let them throw it out to him, because he's wide open, like, why couldn't we just figure out, just stay with your man, stay on the body, like, force him to make some sort of move. Um, not this like make them work a little harder than just r- literally jumping up and catching the ball and dunking it. Um, that was the frustrating part of that whole game. Yes, he is a uh, a huge specimen, but you got to make him work yeah. for it. And they just weren't doing that, and it it just snowballed. Yeah, uh, Illinois just it seemed like they did whatever they wanted. As you mentioned, Coburn was in. He had like nine dunks. Yeah, in the game, able to get the ball near or around the rim. All game, it seemed like they were like I understand the concept of like you can't overhelp because then the shooters are open. But at some point, when he's dunked on you four, five, six times, maybe make the shooters make a shot once in a while. Although they are shooters, were making shots throughout the game. Yeah, um, I just. I talked about it last week, and I just looked at this game, and I, I just thought, this matchup sucks. Like, yeah. this is a bad matchup for us. And as the week went on, and I kept staring at this, and I'm like, this is not going to go well. Like, the, they're strong where 
their offense is strong where our defense is weak, right? We have size, but not like strength. Yeah. Right. So we can bother people, but if there's a guy who is strong inside, like Coburn is, and if they have an attacking guard like Desumu, that's a lot of trouble for our defense. And it just it just played out and it played out exactly the way I expected it. It's I guess it sounds stupid to say that in hindsight, but like I was the least excited to watch this Badger game as I've been all season because I just saw this coming and then it happened. It's so frustrating. Uh, I think it, did he end the game with more rebounds than Wisconsin? Because at one point he had, he had more rebounds, Coburn did, than all of Wisconsin. Wisconsin had 19 rebounds. He had 14. So good. Good. We out-rebounded him. <laughs> Uh, but I guess we did not out-rebound the conversation of him and Desunmu, who had a triple-double. Yeah, we did not. And yeah. it, sucks, it sucks watching a broadcast, and one of the other players is making program history. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not cool. I, it was, what, his th- the, the third? third into, yeah, the third triple-double in the history of Illinois basketball. It's just not fun, as they're kind of, you know, because the announcers are just, they're calling the game, right? And they're trying to be neutral, but they're rooting on this historic, again, triple-double, it's not, like, mind-shattering, but, like, they've had three in their program history. Um, And so it almost comes across like they're rooting it on because they want it to happen because the game sucks. So that made it extra frustrating to listen to and watch. (sighs) What a crappy game. All right. Um... What did this game, this game kind of cemented to me, we're a good but not great team. We're that 15 to 20 range team. We talked about that last week where we thought we were. How did this game affect your take on that? I mean, or did it? Did it change it? I I had a much much lower that sort of fight. It's like, well, most of the time beat the teams that we're supposed to, or like the, Lower tier teams, and we're not going to be, we're not going to, we're not going to step up and beat an exceptional team. And we'll, every once in a while, we'll beat the quote unquote good teams, right? And yeah. it also still to me like, do we, like if we get a bad matchup, there's no overcoming it. It, it doesn't seem like a team that can overcome, uh, you know, like they had two pros on that team, and there was nothing they could do about it. Um, yeah, their team defense wasn't up for it. Obviously, the individual defense wasn't up for it. So it's just kind of sort of stuck in that. All right, if we do make the tournament, it's not you know it's going to depend on the matchup. It's like a hundred percent of the matchup, and it wouldn't be a surprise to be out game one. Oh, that's hurtful. Um, <laughs> that's where, that's where I'm at, Casey. Yeah, I love that. Um, I should say there is a world in which we're able to shoot our way into this game. We shot four for twenty-four. That's sixteen point seven percent. Uh, and they didn't feel like we were chasing a little bit at the end, but like the threes didn't feel like bad shots in the game. We just missed them all, and that's kind of a road team thing. I agree with you with uh, us not being able to be good teams, especially in the Big Ten, especially on the road. Um, and I think Illinois is a really good team, um, so losing them on the road isn't bad. It just sucks how how it happened. Uh, and again, there might be a world where we shoot differently and we lose by like five instead of 15. That sounds stupid to say. I don't know. That's how I feel. Um, but this game made the losses that we shouldn't have the Penn state loss, 
the Maryland loss hurt more because it's like if we're just who we are, right, and we can't go up to beat the good teams, mm-hmm. at least don't go down and lose to the bad teams. We're going down and losing to some bad teams yeah. that we that we shouldn't, um, and that's that's what's frustrating. Uh, I think any hope of a Big Ten championship run is gone now. Um, I think you had to win. I think you had to win both Penn State games and this game to have a real thought at it. Uh, Michigan, I don't know if they're ever going to play basketball again. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but uh, that's kind of gone, so that's a little frustrating. Um, and, and it's a tough schedule ahead. Uh, it's a tough schedule ahead um, with two games against Iowa, although Iowa now, how good are they? I don't know. They lost to Indiana today. They lost to this Illinois team. No, they lost. To, yeah, they lost to the Illinois team, right? They lost to Ohio State. I don't know, but Garza is going to be matched. I'm looking too far ahead. All right, let's look at this week, Marlo. All right. Dial in on this week. Yep. Thursday at Nebraska. Better they win. suck. Got to win. Suck. It's at 4 o'clock. Weird time. Weird time for a, for a Thursday game. Thursday is it a holiday? Four? Well, how am I going to do that? That's stupid. It's Thursday at 4. What's What? <laughs> is this some holiday I don't know about? <laughs> Sorry, God, if it's Valentine's Day, I'm not prepared. <laughs> That it's would be not, weird if it. It's not Valentine's Day. Okay, that would be weird if they if they had like a a Valentine's Day like here's college basketball mm-hmm. Valentine's Day because you're <laughs> we're gonna ruin your relationship. Um, and then Sunday at Michigan again if they can play. Michigan suspended their programs again. Uh, they were supposed to come back. Michigan was supposed to come back for uh, a game this Thursday. Their Thursday game. I'm trying to pull it up here what one it was. Against Illinois, they're supposed to play Illinois on Thursday. They canceled that one, citing kind of return to play limitations. And they haven't canceled the Wisconsin game on Sunday. That looks to be their first game back. That'll be next Sunday at noon in the Kohl Center. Yeah, um, national televised CBS game. Boy, oh, God. Well, at least they're going to ruin my, ruin my Sunday then instead of my Saturday. So yeah. that's nice. Yeah. So obviously, low expectations for that Michigan game. Um, it will be interesting to see if that's Michigan's first game and when was their last game here uh, against Purdue? It doesn't have the date. Three weeks, I guess, because three three and a half weeks since their last game. Um, it'll be interesting if there's any sort of rust there or anything because I think their program's just been shut down. I don't think have they been practicing. I don't. I don't know. Be, no, I think they just shut it down. So we'll see what kind of team comes out. Obviously, we got thrashed by them uh, in Michigan earlier in the season. Uh, so, so we'll see. Seventy-seven to fifty-four was the game, and again, it, it wasn't that close. So, I don't know, Marlo. Uh, I'm worried by your one and done forecast, um, but I I feel like I'm sliding closer and closer to that expectation here with this team. Um, all right, moving on to I guess. Brighter story of Badgers sports weekend. Uh, hockey was a great weekend. As we mentioned last week, they were going up to Minnesota, both teams, different buses, uh, going up to Minnesota. Uh, men's hockey is back, Marlo. They're Probably, hot. maybe. They're hot. Winning 4-1, to 8-1. to one. That's a lot of goals against Minnesota next week at Michigan, maybe? <laughs> Who knows? Um... 
Great weekend for men's hockey. Women's hockey, uh, one four three, then tied two to two. Uh, it was very confusing. I forgot that we had uh, someone on the women's team named Daryl, and I saw Daryl won, and then I thought it was the men's team in my mind, and then the men's scores were coming through on my Twitter, and it was very confusing. It took me uh, far too long to figure that out. Uh, so that was my confusion on, I think that was Friday night, because both teams had ended up winning. Yeah, because she, she had the game winner in the 4-3 the in overtime. Uh, so tight contest there for the women. Uh, next week, they're against Bemidji State, Marlo, which I must remind you is not an actual state. Not an actual state. I was wondering uh, when I saw that. Yeah. Like, Oof, yeah. And I mean, there's a whole – it's got to go through, like, Congress and stuff, and then I think there has to be – go through the – I don't know. It's a, it's a whole thing to get a whole state, but Bemidji hasn't done it yet. Yeah. Um, they're in the process, though. Yeah, <laughs> they're in the process. It's in committee. It's in committee somewhere. Uh, all right, and volleyball took care of business against Rutgers, sweeping Rutgers over the weekend. Uh, so volleyball team continues to roll, and I'm doing the roll uh, action over here, Marlo. Nice. Like the travel one, but you know, but you do a little slower, so it's rolling. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I was doing that. There we go. I got it. All right, uh, that's it for Badgers, Marlo. Anything else, Badgers? No, I th- uh, yeah, no, I think you got it all. We're we're good. Oh, um, I did have one more. What was it? Not Danny Davis. Was it Danny Davis that's coming back? Danny Davis has come back? Yeah, Danny Davis has come back. So there's that. Another, so another player coming back. Is, that is good. Obviously a huge boot to the offense. Um, you know, with this year, I just think you kind of forget how effective he was as a wide receiver because he had all of the injuries. Um, so I'm excited to have to have him back, and you know, just hopefully he'll be able to get out there. And obviously, he has a you know, essentially a year or two to recover, but like to be able to stay stay healthy and be able to contribute. I mean, I hope that for him because I imagine that would be ext- you know, obviously extremely frustrating if he's not able to. So, all right, yeah, that's it. I knew there was something. Uh, that's it for the Badgers. Now on this Super Bowl Sunday, we got. Everyone's been waiting for Casey's corner kick. I should have known with how this game went, how the day was going to go for me sports-wise, and I guess cooking-wise, as we talked about at the top of the show. Um, Liverpool played Man City today. It was essentially Liverpool's last gasp to get back into the title race. They were sitting 10 points behind uh, City going into the day, and... Again, this is at home at Anfield. They had won 68 in a row. Uh, they've now lost three in a row at home after winning 68. They lose 4-1 to one to Manchester City. Uh, it was 1-1. And then Allison, the uh, Liverpool goalkeeper, with two of the worst mistakes I've seen. It just Liverpool has such a recent history of goalkeeper gaffes that I can't, I don't want to hyperbolize this. He passed the ball to City players twice, and they scored goals off of him. And you just can't do that. He's a world-class goalkeeper, and he had just had two absolute bonehead plays. It was 3-1 three, three at that point. They added a, another one uh, towards the, the dying stages of the game to make it 4-1. And for all intents and purposes, it seems like the title race is lost for Liverpool. Uh, now they have to reshift their goal, focus on Champions uh, Champions League. Their game against uh, RB Leipzig coming up has been moved. Uh, essentially, the Liverpool players can't get into Germany. Uh, 
because of travel restrictions, because of the COVID situation in the UK and the variants there. Um, so they're going to play somewhere else, maybe in London, maybe uh, elsewhere, but they still have to figure that out. And that's coming up this week or next. Absolutely crazy that uh, they haven't been able to, to that the situation they're in. It's crazy the situation that they're in. Um, and yeah, just just a disappointing game. They brought in. Uh, I mean, the biggest issue with this team. Well, one has it's been injuries, specifically at center back Marlow, as I know you're well aware. Um, they brought in two new signings at center back, but they just didn't have time to get them into the team. So in a game against one of the most prolific offenses in the Premier League, they're playing two midfielders at center back, and it just it just showed in this game. Outside of the Allison errors, just the defensing the defense wasn't stout enough, and it's just frustrating. So a frustrating start to the day, a frustrating end with how the Super Bowl went, and that I'm going to end my corner kick. All right, all right, uh, we had some throw-ins to run over. Yeah, Casey. a couple throw-ins. Couple throw-ins. It's a big. Starting with the big news of the week. I know you heard about Casey. I know you're distraught. The champ retires. Matt Frazier, five-time fittest man. Oh, announced yeah. his retirement. Yeah, yeah. On I think it was Monday or Tuesday. Ah, earlier in this week. Yeah. Shocking the CrossFit world, shaking it ripples through effect. But uh, it was ripples. surprising. It was surprising that he stepped down, especially the timing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, with the the uh, the start of the season the open in about a month here, coming up, and uh, yeah, just. Just, just wanted to go out, go on top, and, and start living his life. So he's done, which opens it up for the rest of the field. There you go. Doors open. Uh, I mean, you, you know, thinking back, you got to think Kim or Tom Brady, right? Greatest athletes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to, you got to do it uh, in a discussion. So, so that was that. That one. is, that's crazy. I mean, I mean, obviously. Uh, at the top of his game, um, winning again this year, right? Yep. Uh, to to just kind of say, I'm done. It's surprising. Yeah, it was surprising. Makes sense. I, I thought when I first heard, I figured it was some sort of burnout because that's a long time. I mean, it's a long grind right. to to be able to do that and to that it was to that effect. Just basically not make or from what he had put out, just being able to like live a life without having making every single decision be about. Being, you know, winning the CrossFit Games, um, right? So, yeah, that's it. The field is open, so it makes for a new. We'll, we'll, uh, I'll keep you updated as the season goes on and on who's, who's, who will be in the running for their new champ. I do feel like in something like that, where like the the sport literally is fitness. Yep. Like that, it's a little bit. There's a little bit less downtime than in like being quarterback. Right. right, like yeah. your quarterback, like you can kind of play your way into shape, and you can kind of like you know. I'm not saying like Tom Brady's not in shape or anything, but like there's a bit more leeway in it when like there are other things involved than just straight fitness. Right, yeah. I imagine that is another another gear that you're another. It's an all time thing, like you kind of referenced there. Yeah, exactly. All right, doors open. I'm ready to enter, Marlo. You're I think I'm going to get. You're going um, I, I I did some burpees with uh, my kids today. Nice. That was that was fun. I was showing them how to do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the one year old was trying. She just kind of like <laughs> squatted like she was pooping for a little bit. That was hilarious. <laughs> uh, but she was involved. It was great. Um, Start so, 
so there we go. You know, I'm pretty much there, I think. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I did like five. And we're done. I'm wearing a sweatshirt over here. What am I doing? Holy cow. Oh, man. All right. Next. Yep. Uh, you heard about this, Casey? Your boy, Aaron Rodgers, has got a booth thing and is engaged. I heard about this. And I didn't believe it, but now that I'm hearing it from you, I, it must be true. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Uh, he is. He announced his engagement to uh, what's her name? Chilean Chilena Woodley from Chile. Divergent, right? Yeah, Divergent. Uh, Big Little Big <sighs> Little Lies. She was in the movie. Sucked. <laughs> but Not yeah. Big Little Lies. I don't know about that. Divergent. I watched Divergent. I don't like it. Yeah. So yeah. He's engaged. Your guy, Olivia Munn, wasn't enough. Danica couldn't cut it, but I'm glad he found happiness. Does he still own a house with Danica? <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be confusing when this new roommate shows up. <laughs> yeah, it seems it happens all so fast, but hey, happy for him. Oh, God. oh by the way, MVP. he won MVP. He won MVP, third time. <laughs> there we go. Um,. I mean, I th- obviously, I think he deserved it. It was, it was a fantastic season. Uh, we have... I saw a thing the in the last 26 years, the Packers have had an MVP 24% of the time, which is kind of crazy, with two three-time uh, MVPs, uh, which, is, which, is, which is pretty crazy um, to, have, to have happened. So... Uh, you know, congratulations, I guess, on the engagement that I, I thought wasn't real, <laughs> but apparently is. Uh, and obviously, more importantly, on, on the MVP, and uh, hopefully another one to come next year. Hopefully not another engagement. I hope it lasts. <laughs> Did you see the Divergent movies? Uh, I, I think I saw one. I think I saw one. It was like when all those were coming out, that, that genre of like... Yeah, like- futuristic like hunger games like that whole yeah i think i saw like, the first one and the other ones came out too quick strong female lead fighting the system or something um i felt like there was divergent it was hunger games and i feel like there was another one a, a series i can't remember now but they all just kind of like were the same general story uh and for whatever reason the one i watched was divergent i don't know why <laughs> it's fine it was fine. I wouldn't. They weren't good enough to marry uh, somebody because of them. So there must be some other some other things. Apparently, she was in other movies. I don't know. Um, all right, I got one, Marlo. There was yeah. golf. Ooh. Golf was back. I don't know if it went away, but the TPC Scottsdale, the waste management, the one where they get a yell, yeah, was back. Oh, there was less yelling because I think there was less people, um, and it was a little bit more controlled. And uh, it looked like on Saturday it was going to be some Jordan Spieth magic. He was 10 under yesterday, shot a 61. It was, it was awesome. Uh, kind of fell off the pace today. And Bruce Kepka, Bruce Kepka, Bryce Kepka, came out of, not a, what's his name? Kepka. Kepka. Sure. Kind of came, he didn't come out of nowhere. Brooks Kepka. Bryce, what the hell am I talking about? Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka. I'm confused because the part of my take, they call him Blake. And yeah, it yeah. Threw me off. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I knew I, I saw B. Kepka. And yeah. I was like, I know it's not Blake, but my mind is telling me Blake. But I knew it wasn't that. Uh, Eagle 17, I think it was, on a, a crazy chip shot. 
uh, goes on to win 19 under. Um, Wisconsin's own Steve Stricker made a push for it uh, at finishing at 17 under, tied for fourth place. It was pretty fun because I was rooting for Spieth because, uh, for whatever reason, I like when he does well. And I thought this was kind of like he's back, baby. And then he hit one in the water on 14, I think it was. Uh, and that kind of started. And then Stricker kept birding hole after hole. And I was like, let's go, Steve Stricker. And then didn't didn't happen then. Brooks Kepka ended up winning it. It's real. Golf happened. It, it was fun. Golf is back. It was great. It was great because I didn't want to watch the pregame stuff. Yeah, yeah. A lot of pregame for, for uh, you know, the five hours of it or whatever it was. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to tune into – Tune into golf and, and and watch this, and it was it was relatively entertaining. So there we go. That's golf. There it is. Tiger Tiger didn't win, so oh okay, bummer. Dang. All right. Anything else? Any more throw-ins here? No. no. I don't have any other throw-ins. I'm trying to read my notes here. I think I can't. I just was. I can't read them. I can't read the end of the notes. So nothing else for me. All right then. <laughs> well, then that's gonna do it. Big fun-filled Super Bowl packed. Football's over. We're gonna it's, we'll get into basketball uh, coming up here, but it was a good one. We'll look forward to twenty. We'll look forward to twenty twenty-one um, as you know football. It rule it rules the calendar. We'll be talking about the combine in no time in the draft. So that will be it for us. As always, you can find us on Twitter at one thirty two breeze. Myself at Marlo Jr. Casey at Prof Badger Fan. That is it for me, Casey. You got any last words? As always, fellow fans, until next time, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.